Welcome to the Collaborative Resource Hub by Wellness Provisions. Our mission is to bridge the gap between mental health, wellness, and music, specifically rock and roll. I'm Amy McBride, owner of Wellness Provisions, the most badass wellness business. Wellness Provisions supplies rock and rollers with high quality supplements. We give you a trustworthy place to go where you can essentially shop blindfolded. Our wellness kits were created out of a need to simplify your shopping experience and make it stress-free. You'll get the most effective nutrients in the least amount of bottles with the least trial and error. Immerse yourself in the Collaborative Resource Hub by going to our website where you'll have access to helpful resources that can nudge you in the right direction. Let's inspire each other. If that guy did it, so can you. Find the Collaborative Resource Hub interviews on YouTube, all major podcast platforms, and get cool music and wellness perks by supporting us on Patreon. Last but not least, my legal disclaimer, nothing in this interview or the Collaborative Resource Hub substitutes medical advice. Please connect with your GP if you need medical guidance. Nick from the Happies. Hello. How's it going? It's good. Stoked to be here. Thank you so much. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah. How's your day going? It's going good, but I'm up usually all night. Like I write music in the day and then uh, I do, uh, I like sending shit out across like different countries at night, pretty late. So I wake up usually even later than this. It's pretty bad, but I'm up very late. So it's not like a lazy thing. It's just like, Your I don't know. It's just different. That's all. A weird schedule for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for, you know, going to bed earlier last night so that you could. I did try. I tried. Yeah, I tried. It didn't work very good though, but I tried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So do you write most of the songs for the happies or is it like a collaborative? Yeah. Effort? Yeah. I, I write, um, but like, okay, so I'll come with like, an a and b part and i grew up to a lot of like beatles and stuff like that or like even nirvana and stuff and i think like so i'd come with like an a part a verse and a chorus and a lot of times the band will add like a, a bridge and uh but i i think one day we're gonna have like the band we'll do like uh like a homies album type thing where they'll write stuff because they're all very talented they all have their own side projects and oh really like that. yeah like uh brett brazil my bassist he has a uh he has a dj thing called me and mud and uh ben our drummers uh ben moore he sits in and he plays drums with like a lot of bands and shit at live things and uh alex same thing he's a great lead guitarist He's got a great voice. It's literally just like Nirvana. Like, I'd say I have like a, a less um, fluctuating voice and I approach it more in like a, the doors or like, I don't know, you know, like Kurt, I like to just one dimensional kind of type way. Yeah. He's good at like falsetto and shit like that, kind of like Dave Grohl is and shit. So, yeah, but I'm sure one day um, we'll have them do that. Uh, just like a long time ago when I had done tried mixing stuff it just didn't work and it confused the whole like process and more shit kind of comes out when when there's a few bands like that like uh, the beach boys they had the bassist brian wilson and he was a primary writer and fucking uh billy joe armstrong and cheap trick there's a lot of bands where Here's it's like that <laughs> oh shit i gotta get my pup <laughs> what's your cat's name 78 this is Bunny. Oh. What you doing? Good and a girl. sweater too. Yeah, it's cold, like you know. But those cats wouldn't wouldn't mess with the sweaters. Can I swear? 
Yeah, uh, yeah they, wouldn't, they wouldn't fuck with the sweaters. I can't would pull that thing off in a second. I got a black hat too. Oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. We live near a field though, so sometimes they bring in fleas. So I just, that's the only reason why I can't. I love them to death, but yeah, I, um, not during this time of year, summer, summer. For some reason in Northern California, there's just like ticks and fleas and shit. But uh, that's just a cat thing. They hang out in bushes and lay in the sun and shit, you know. But I love cats, they're cool. Yeah. Cats are good. Yeah. Yeah, um, my- how would you describe the happies to someone who has not heard your band before? Hmm. I'd say like, ooh, that's tough. <laughs> Alternative rock, like, uh, I don't know, like surf grunge, sunge rock, like a little bit of pop. It's tricky because, like, all right, the majority of it, I'd consider what I just said. It's, like, the 90s and 60s it's and, like, surf and, and, and like, grunge from the 90s and, like, Beach Boys vibe from the 60s. So, like, that already has, like, pop in it kind of, you know, like, the Beach yeah. Boys are, like, poppy, but they're not, like, like, cringe poppy. You know what I mean? They're, like, talent. So, they sound good or whatever. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'd say it's like, um, I just like the word alternative rock and a lot of people hate that word, but you know, like alternative fuels are going to be like very important, like solar and shit like that. So to me, it's just a word like that. Like it's a word that encompasses shit all the way from that rap rock fusion type shit to, um, anywhere to like, uh, you know, um, Marcy playground or Nirvana or whatever the hell, or like, um, the new artists to there's a lot of like new kind of rap rock type things happening i'm kind of noticing so the 90s are resurrecting like slowly and uh rap was king for a while kind of for like kids for a while where i live and i see rock coming back good i don't know why but it is yes um and keep going with it yeah yeah all right, so kind of like changing gears here. Um, would you change anything about your past or like have any struggles served you well in the long run? Yeah, well, it's like public information. I like put it out there and I don't I don't like like to, but I put it out that I had a struggle with specific drugs as a kid. And then I had also been into, um, I just had ADHD and a lot of things like that, you know, and um, I had a really good childhood, but just like, you know, even in the suburbs, people have their problems with drugs and mental health and stuff, even like higher sometimes than other places. But yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, so it's just kind of like I try to just put that out because I was like, I've always been about, you know, not being fake. To get back to the question, though, I wouldn't change anything because I feel like it helps people to be honest and you're really robbing them when you're not being authentic. That's the only way I can put it. Like, so for a lot of years, people are playing a role and it just, it doesn't help if people aren't really aligned with that role Mm -hmm. that they're playing, you know? So I try to be authentic because people are kind of tribal and they 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 flock to that they flock to stuff like that like everybody in my band i feel is very real and even when we bicker and shit like a family you know like or disagree like we're real and um 
that resonates in the music i think like sometimes so and um but yeah i think uh it's uh no but there's stuff that was really hard like going to jail and stuff i was definitely not proud of um the opiates and things like that had really warped my mind and i think they really pull you in and make that the only thing that's important and then you lose your morals and stuff yeah. like that and it changes I, like your brain yeah. on a chemical yeah exactly exactly so i didn't i don't get me wrong like i don't i'm not very proud of like things that um i had done and um just you know like being a kid in general like um growing up and like you know um just like a lot of guys uh you know like just any I think there's just specific struggles you have, like trying to be cool and shit like that in specific ways. I think a lot of you look back and you're just kind of like, I was a dumbass, but then you're not, I, I, I believe like you learn a lot from making mistakes. So there's like a culture today of like, you know, cancel things when it's wrong, but from an addict perspective, if you, if you didn't mess up, then you don't, like really take time to be like somebody who really cares about the world or somebody who really understands how important things are because from taking it for granted you then learn how important stuff is so yeah every mistake I've made has made me think with more integrity about how I act so yeah it adds value yeah. yeah I guess the short answer would be I'm not proud of everything I've done but I'm a better person um for learning from it yeah well yeah so do you i'll ask you this do you believe in regrets um yeah yeah i I think that it is a real thing that you can have if you um if you yeah you're just not being really present like and and what i mean by really present is like really um like what what someone would say is woke you know like going out and trying to find yourself or like going for a hike and really thinking about what you need and like what you would dream of and all that type of stuff so i think if you don't take the time to do that you can have some regrets yeah because i feel like i don't believe in regrets because everything happens sort of like what you were saying, everything that's happened, it's like created who you are and your appreciation of what you have and all that. So it's like important. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because I would would say that I have some things like, again, that I like wish I didn't do or it was really hard to go through. But I, um, I don't know. I don't know if I would be me if I didn't like. Yeah. Like would I rather I didn't go like get really into drugs and I'd still be on a ton of drugs. You know what I mean? So it's hard to say. It's like, I got it out of my system and um, it's still always like inside of me and an urge to go escape and stuff. Um, So it's not like I lost anything. It's just that I learned the tools of not, of seeing um, what the trial and error of that type of stuff. So and, like, if, you, if you have the urge, you know, like now, for example, what, what do you employ to navigate that? Dude, I, I, my guitar, I grab my guitar and I try to just like escape through music, like transcend, like meditation. And then I, um, I enjoy like the hustle of like 
trying to get something out there you know what i mean my music and and the band's music and um and a message or a music video and um but i try to i think of what i'm grateful for though to be honest if i'm really really tripping out and i'm like i want to go like you know like my like addict side comes out um i'll think of what i'm grateful for i'll think of stuff like there's kids with cancer or there's like poverty or whatever you know like people like racism or sexism i'll try to just think of things that suck that um, picture outside of your own life yeah yeah even down to like really nitty-gritty of like you know like an animal in like a slaughterhouse and i'm not like a vegetarian or something but i still am mindful of the world in a way that's just me too i don't like want to like push a specific thing but that's just been my experience. I've always been, um, I've been like that kind of like a sensitive kid. And that, that was kind of hard growing up, to be honest, like being really sensitive because, you know, you like go to work or you're whatever. And I don't know, just like, um, I was talking about, this is like something kind of interesting. I was like talking about like growing up, um, as someone who got into drug abuse and stuff, and how you have to like in the world you got to like lie a lot and for addicts that's like a tough thing like don't get i'm like irish and i'll like not talk about shit or it's like out of sight out of mind but i don't like having to actually physically say some shit that isn't true or something because it's the same types of shit that led to like me doing drugs like oh i'm not doing drugs i'm just like putting a weird chemical inside of my nose like i'm not like doing drugs though like so it's just those little like tiny lines of like i don't know like uh, there's a lot of bullshit in the world and i guess i want to be kind of try to bring back a chance for people to be more pure and like yeah they may be fucked up and do shit you don't like but at least you know where they stand you get what i'm saying like yeah, yeah. How, how old were you when you started getting into drugs i was like 16 oh, fuck. i was like 14 probably but, you know, like, with someone, if you're, like, an addict, there's always, like, shit before, like, you know, like, stealing, like, shoplifting or whatever, dude, fireworks, vandalism. And, you know, I was, like, I was, like, a, I was an ADD kid, you know, like, a lot of these, like, musician people were, like, Kurt Cobain and uh, what's his name, um, Dave Grohl and Bradley Noel, they all had ADD. A lot of these kids had ADD. I was one of those kids on meds and... I wasn't a bad kid, but I just wanted to stimulate people. I wanted to like, I don't know. I was like a class clown kind of, I was kind of crazy as a kid and not, not like getting in a lot of trouble, but you know, I'd have to write like a thousand times. I will not, you know, distract. <laughs> like I was one of those kids. Um, do you think you like acted out as a way to like, I don't know, some way to like balance your sensitivity? Yeah, like, um, and I think I was just kind of sensitive and, you know, my parents got divorced and I think deep down, I didn't know I like cared. I probably cared and it was for the best though. I shout out to my family. They like, they're so sweet and like supportive and stuff. And, uh, really like my, um, but yeah, like, uh, my dad was a uh, SF fireman and he was in the Marines and, uh, growing up, you know, there's a little bit of that, like, you got to be tough, Nick, or you're never going to get in the Marines and like all that type of shit. And, uh, <laughs> like, 
he was he was really cool and then when he got older he like mellowed out really really chill and um but i think i like uh I didn't know, like, I felt like a alien or something. I felt like I just didn't belong. I was kind of like, I don't feel like everyone else. You know what I mean? And I, it was kind of hard. Yeah. Did you have a lot of friends? I did get along with pretty much, like, every type of person. I can say that. I can say, like, from the nerds to, like, the kids and the drugs. I, I kind of wow. just, I kind of just, like, could talk to everyone. Um. And, uh, yeah, like I didn't have a hard time in school, like in high school, I was even a homecoming, what's it called? Prince or whatever, freshman year. (laughs) It was pretty funny. (laughs) And, uh, but. So you had a crown uh, on your head? I had to do, yeah, I I got to do the whole little like drive around the town in the car and all that type of shit. It was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I had, um. The ADD was really like a, a hard thing for me because like I I actually I didn't get like the worst grades and all that, but I it would take me a little longer to ascertain information or I don't know if that's the right word. So if I just made up a word, I apologize. But well, I was just I, thinking, I was like, shit, what does that word mean? <laughs> I'm just I'm a little slow. I'm not I am a little slow. So I'll say like I just information. Yeah, like but once I got something, I would really lock it in, but yeah. I would have to take longer on tests and shit like that and I get anxiety before tests and uh just a lot of um yeah like I I definitely had um ADD or whatever you'd want to call that I guess now they're calling that like autistic or something but I for me it was just like and the ADD of like I'd always be kind of like wanting to do some other thing it's weird what kind of stuff helps to mellow you out and balance you so that you're not so stimulated and all over the place oh man sometimes it's the like the wrong stuff and then sometimes it's the right stuff for like exercise or like uh you know um uh i think uh if i'm really inside my head i like to ask how other people are doing because it's a psychological thing to get you outside of yourself if you care about other things more than what's in your head or you have to pay attention to them, you no longer can pay attention to the thoughts in your head. So I like to see how other people are doing or like get outside of myself. And, um, but again, music really can transcend me and make me feel like, uh, like more um, in touch with that, like inner kid I got um, that is trying to like create a movie or something or like you know in their head or a story or something so it's like a great escape i really like i love um transcending through music you know it's really it's just like meditation you know it's the same thing you can escape through it the credence guy john fogarty said the same thing i really he would just kind of look at a wall and kind of like come into a song and then like later get the lyrics down and shit you know so it's a similar type vibe that's awesome do you like do you meditate or have you in the past yeah i listen to affirmations every night uh every night every night yeah i listen to like you are going to be a better person you are getting like all that type of yeah because my brain is wired to really my Irish side of my family, you know, like, um, 
they were all we all just you want to talk regrets and shit the whole irish side of my family is Catholic. Oh, oh man yeah you know i don't know so i have a little side of that and i like to wire it with a positivity when i was a kid really young i do remember people and teachers being like you can be anything i don't know like uh if it was like a barrier thing they're really like open-minded or i have no idea like where that came from but what i'm getting at is like along as an adult they're like you know it's the opposite of that they're like you go to a place and they're like dude focus like i don't know what you're thinking about but you need to focus right here none of that shit matters and all that so and uh like the boss is always right and all that so i like to wire myself with the opposite of that and to believe that my feelings do matter and that which they do yeah and i believe that rubs off if you do it enough and you really embody that you know yeah it does it re- it starts to rewire your brain yeah if you have you ever gone for like a few nights where you're not listening to it like mm-hmm. where you- do you feel, do you feel different? Like, like, yeah, I do because anything it's like meds or anything or like, or uh, a pattern, like working out, practicing uh, a job. It's like, if you stop doing it, you fall into like, a, um, the uncomfortable, you fall into like, you know, a pattern of not really knowing what's going on anymore. So yeah. I'll just find myself in a bad mood or I'm arguing and, um, that's how I know I need to listen sometimes. Again, it goes back to that thing of like, uh, it's a very small example, but if you don't mess up, sometimes you don't know, um, how to be better or why it's important to not mess up. Exactly. So, yeah. So I just think that the world would be a better place if people showed more skin and, um, uh, and like the internet, I think is really, really good. I really do. Like I use it as a tool a lot, but I think that there's aspects of it that we all know we can keep getting more digital and, and AI and being like a matrix type thing, but we're robbing ourselves of a community and that tribal part of being a human being, which is really important. So I think that there's power. It's the same thing as anything. It's like, being like hey i know i'm smart enough to like go get a billion dollars but i'm gonna settle with a million to be happier and and be more authentic it's that same type of thing that i think like that's good for people and they should do that with the internet they should be like yeah we can like dive into this matrix or we can keep it where it's at and keep some um interaction with people yeah and i think we are tribal like people are you go back into history and it's just, yeah, we're, we're tribal. So it's, it's, um, I try to do that with music too. And I'll get a little shit for that. I'll be like, not as many effects. And yeah, I know my voice cracked there, but like, keep that in and keep yeah, that like keep it stripped down. Yeah. Because yes, we can edit it to make it sound like a really cool thing, like a school project, but it's like, it's dope to, re-engage the tribal thing like i'd rather be known for inventing a new way or bringing up a new thing than being really big on the thing that was already made or something not that i'm against that or something i just think it's a really cool artist can pave a way and um 
you just don't want things to be like too boring. You don't want it to be like um too predictable or something, I guess, you know. Yeah. Do you ever think about like what kind of legacy you would want to leave behind? Yeah, I I just like to be remembered as somebody who tried to inspire people to be themselves and that was a big music enthusiast and someone that could bring like euphoria through music and stuff like that through sound yeah i want to yeah like touch on like that music how i said earlier it's like a drug to me it's like um like i had like i said said earlier i shazam my dad had passed away and he had these tapes and it was this irish folk music and when i shazammed it and the song came up through like a tape player i got like a rush and I was listening to it and I was like, oh, it, it did the same thing for me that drugs had done where it had filled like a void. And it's like, that's really powerful. You know, I had like goosebumps all over my body and I was like, that's what I want to do. And and that was always really important to me as a kid. Um, I used to be like with a camcorder, either like making movies or into sound, but I, it took a long time to get the discipline to learn like how to play chords and all that. I sung young and wrote really young and was in a like chorus and shit in fifth grade. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I just like, I learned, I don't know. Music was always very important to me and it was always very important to me. People used to go, there's nothing you can sing that can't be like already done and shit. And I always loved being like, well, what about like this? What about this? And doing some crazy sound. And I just loved proving people wrong and, and the power of music. Cool. Um, I'm trying, like, what kind of, um, what kind of meditation do you do? Um, so here's like a weird thing. Like, do you, are I, um, I do those affirmations, but it's like, when I go to sleep, like, I don't know, it's called like the REMs or whatever, but you're in stages of sleep and I'll literally transcend and I'll pretend it's like, you know, someone really nice, like somebody like you, a nice person is telling me these things. Like somebody who's like a friend is telling me these things. And it's easier to do that when I'm more close to like a tired yeah. state And that. And then sometimes I'll sit and I'll just be like, and like try to, you know, like whatever, four, four seconds in, mm -hmm. but, um, Dude, I've always had this thing with sleep paralysis. Do you know what sleep paralysis is? Sleep paralysis is it's like when you're when you're not moving, right? Yeah, you're stuck. So I've always had weird things to sleep since I was a little kid. Even like hallucinations, I, I would be stuck. And yeah, it's like called like hy hypogena. It's got a really weird name, but you're basically just in between a dream sleep and a and awake sleep. And um, it's an interesting Google if you want to type in sleep paralysis. Uh, but yeah, you feel like something's on your chest. But if you can do it the right way and bring like positivity in rather than like the nightmare vibe and all that, you know, like uh, that's like meditating for me. It's like before I go to sleep. But uh, or or like in music, if I'm warming up, sometimes it's like. I don't know the type of yoga, but there's a type of yoga with like humming and chanting and yeah. music again is kind of like that. It's like a tribal thing to me yeah. where I don't really know exactly what it is yet. I'm sure I'll find out the proper like name for it. But when I'm humming or doing exercises with a guitar, 
I all of a sudden don't feel like the world's going to end or whatever. I don't know. So it just, music is powerful like that. It's really cool. Uh, when you started writing, like writing songs, writing music, uh, was that sort of an, an outlet for you or did you journal or anything like any other writing as well or just songs? Yeah, I, uh, I, st I started off journaling. Um, I started off as a little kid and it would always be a cluster of like four songs. Like if I had heard like Smashing Pumpkins, Johnny Cash, all that, I would like in my head, like get on a tape recorder and hum like this mesh of these four things and then sing my own thing going on during my day to that mesh of that. And that's still kind of like how I write music. And um, so I did that seriously since I was like, God, like seven or eight. And oh, then- wow. Yeah, like really young. Um, and um, yeah. Um, and I like, I remember I listened to System of a Down when I was young, and that was the first thing where I could really like hear their specific, real, specific lyrics. And like, so I got more into lyrics, I think, from that. And um, like American Pie, like world music, I'd kind of just like, but um, yeah. And then, um, uh, I think like I started playing guitar at like 14 or so and um but um I think a good musician listens to good music or whatever so like in the world right if there's like a type of music that's been slept on for a while or whatever and someone's obsessed with that music and then they're like playing stuff inspired from that I think that sometimes that creates a good artist it's like someone who timing and and like taste mm -hmm. kind of so if you like listen to really good stuff there's exceptions you know what i'm saying like there's i've seen people like wearing like really cutty band shirts and i don't necessarily flock to their music um but yeah like i think people who listen to good music can can write good music and music is subjective so you know it is. a lot it's of people hate the happies seriously a lot of people are like this is I don't know they just they can't they don't like it but they're usually kids like me who are kind of troubled you know well <laughs> like, I, have a, I have a friend and he he plays music and um I don't know one of the songs or something that he put out someone commented I guess that they were like this is horrible like yeah. the singer sucks or whatever and he was like that was the best comment even over like, hey, good music. Hey, I like it. He's like, because I was able to affect someone that strongly through exactly, my Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like that a lot. That's that's really, really wise right there. And I, I agree. And you also just have to think that there's what, like almost se like 7 billion people or whatever. And it's not going to be for everybody for a lot of reasons. It might be like my nose or it might, I don't know what, like it could be one i don't know yeah um, i could remind like, them of a guy who yeah i could remind them of a guy who dated their girlfriend or like i don't know like it it could be a lot of things um yeah because there's there's a lot like that goes into like everyone in specific you know what i mean and like i would say that if people knew like really knew my life story and the struggle with the drugs and the and like battling with my own brain and having to crawl out of that and how many years it took and jobs I lost because of music. How many years did it take? 
just like god it took to get away from all that stuff like it took a lot of like brainwashing and shit to like get my head right like just a lot of very intense therapy and punishment and so I always have empathy. I never judge somebody who's using drugs. I never do because I, I understand. Um, and uh, but yeah, like uh, it, ju it just took a fluster of a lot of different things at the same time, like court programs and mm -hmm. living in a halfway house and all this stuff at the same time. And uh, like I uh, my first time I played at like a bar um, with a band. I my I was in drug court and then the head of drug court of the probation officers was at the bar and I wasn't supposed to be at bars or I go to jail and I played and I saw her in the crowd and I was like oh my fucking god you know like I'm about to get in hella trouble and um she liked the music and then she talked to my PO and she's like look this is good for him you know he used to be this like crazy kid and he was all into drugs like that music thing for him, it works. He can go to bars, like write it in his thing. So that was a big deal for me. That was kind of like the world at its worst, the the um, correctional system accepting my music. So that was big for me. You know, I grew up to Johnny Cash and all that and redemption of like going through drugs and going to jail and all that or whatever, you know. So that was a big ass deal for me that the, the correctional system had respected my music. Yeah. That's amazing. Did she just- And she was there drunk. So she shouldn't be there. You shouldn't be at places drunk when you're telling kids not to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> was she just like randomly there? Or I mean, like, it was just- It like was a fun spot. I grew up in the city, Novato, and it's about 20 minutes from San Francisco. And it's a suburb of San Francisco. And it's a very cool spot because it's quiet and there's either a very chill vibe or there's a lot of people getting together to have fun and stuff, you know, like, like the summer of love supposedly started in Novato at this place called All in Polly, where the Grateful Dead all live, blah, 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 blah. So there's a weird community element and then it's very chill and quiet and then like community element. And it was just one of those times where everyone was all hanging out together and having fun. That's cool. Real weird. Okay. Um, I, I, my first time I played live, I walked into this place and I was at in San Rafael, this city, and it was uh, um, living at a halfway house. And there was a church that was converted into a theater, like a Tim Burn type thing. It's called the Bell Rose. And um, I saw a guy walk in with a guitar and I walked in and it was all these older people, you know, like 70 or so. But they were really cool. Like they were seriously really like chill old people, like very bohemian -y and like, I don't know, they're all like drinking and kissing each other. They're crazy <laughs> and shit. And I learned how to play in front of them. And then I come to find out, I watched this documentary and it was part of this um, hippie commune that I was telling you about on that place, Rancho Allenpoly in Novato, this um, state park now. The, uh, it was one of the first hippie communes called the Chosen Family. So they were, they were there was this hippie commune and I didn't know that they were this like famous Grateful Dead people. I didn't so it, they were like a famous um what are they called uh commune yeah famous commune. i didn't know though so that was where i learned how to play i learned how to play in front of a a bunch of deadhead um hippie commune uh elderly did they people recruit you huh did they try and recruit you 
they did. I mean, they already got me in there and I still am friends with them to this day. Oh, so really? This was 2011 or 12. So um, it was almost a decade. And uh, they're awesome. They even have a movie about them. All in Polly, a hippie odyssey. It's worth checking out. It's very cool. Um, they were way cooler than I was. They're having orgies and doing drugs and like, you get their way. They're way more far out. Maybe, maybe us millennials will live up to that, but we'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you of all people can like tap into that and bring it back. I don't doubt it. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I think. Um, so was there anything that you did specifically that helped you like stop with your drugs, like opiates and stuff? Yeah. Um, being busy and distracting myself really helped me like, um, when I, uh, was very, uh, I just like kept busy and I would always be either working or writing music. And, um, again, gratitude really kept me. So like, like you were talking about the drugs change the chemistry of your brain. So, um, I would have to literally psychologically change it by myself or whatever. Um, so I would have to be like, I'd write a list of um, like a thousand things, you know, that I was grateful for down to like, you know, um, that people can tolerate me, that people that I don't have cancer, that I don't like a list of things. And I think that that's good for everybody. Even if you're not an addict, just write a thing of, because you can be, everyone's kind of addicted to technology and stuff like that. And um, so it's good to, to do that. And um, I also, in the beginning, I obviously needed all like the, the 12 step things and stuff like that. I, when I went to uh, uh, outpatient also, it helped me a little more than inpatient rehabs. And um, I just kind of found out through one of the guys, he's like, you know, will you suffer a lot from anxiety disorder that probably leads you to self-medicate so when I got a grip on my anxiety a little bit it was easier to not use because I was kind of trying to shut up the ADD in me and um the society thing where everyone was like you know you're not really uh like us and you need to be like us that was always really hard for me and I think mm -hmm. that led me to do drugs and um I just I don't know you know you weren't you 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 get older and you learn a little bit more and um, you just get used to the same old shit and it's not, they don't get you as much. Just like the haters online, like they get to me a little bit, but at the end of the day, I don't care because a lot of really famous people have liked my shit and I care no offense more about what that person says than a kid who's 14 and his parents just got divorced and he hates his, I, I feel for that kid. Don't get me wrong. Like I feel for him, but if we're talking about like a taste or a thing that he might believe in, I just don't relate to him on but, that or but her. That, but that's true though. Is like, so, I mean, possibly all the time, but so often is when someone makes some like shitty remark or like says yeah. something cruel, it's because they have, you know suffering going yeah on. it's the bully yeah a bully yeah. or whatever yeah like he's he his parents treat him like shit or her mm -hmm. and then they treat them like shit so it's just a passed down trait it's been going on forever and we have even more people so um yeah it's just uh it's good to uh to just not give a shit as much you know and uh 
again, yeah, I learn a lot from uh, people that, you know, like my friend said, you know, you guys are kind of poppy. And I'm like, all right. Or another friend said, you know, when you were younger, you used to be kind of like crazier and less like commercial or trying to like appear to be this specific thing. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that like a little bit. And I appreciate that feedback. So like, I'll take feedback. Um, the online thing though, there's just a lot of kids who, it just no offense, matter. like they've never met you. They never yeah. talked to you. So it's not real. It's like, yes, that's, that's a that's real like, person, but they don't a, know you like. Right. And that's a generational thing too, is just like, everyone just talks shit online now. And, yeah. Which and, I think is something that could be worked on, like where yeah. it's like, everyone's trying to like get the pitchforks and be like, what did this person do? Right. And it's like, or wrong. And it's like, what, what did they do? Right. Maybe. Or like what, what, um, it's always the opposite. It's like, let's attack this person. And, uh, people are just different. And, uh, that's another thing, like with online stuff, if I see like some really hateful shit, I won't even comment on it because I'm not going to help the algorithm of it. I'm not going to give it more attention and put it on more people's feed. Mm -hmm. If I hate something, I don't, I don't comment on it. Plus, so I mean, if, yeah, it like they're paying attention. To, yeah. Yeah. And it's good not to engage anyways. And I yeah. feel like another thing that's a detriment is everyone just like throws this shit out there, but yeah. they don't see the person's reaction or like that it actually, it impacts them and it hurts someone's yeah. feelings. Like, that's like gone now. Yeah. 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 And again, that's a very dangerous and um, probably has a little bit to do with like high mental health rates. And um, I really feel for like the mental health struggle of what's going on and stuff. And, and um, it's nothing new. And um, yeah, even in like, I live in Marin and it's a, it's a nice place, you know, there's some like, spots that are worse than others or whatever but it's like there is like a really high addiction and mental health and suicide um under underbelly and it's so it's kind of like um what does it matter if like you know like we're killing ourselves or whatever so it's like it's kind of like we have to the only way to change is to try to be that change you know i guess like Gandhi said, it's corny as hell, but like be the change you want to see that can work to a degree. Yeah. I, I do believe you can kind of like try to strive and then people will, if you do good, they'll, they'll follow you or whatever. They'll mm -hmm. be about it. I also, I mean, I do believe that like, if you're sort of like in like a, a frequency of love and gratitude, then like you're you're going to connect with more people like that and yeah. it's going to affect more people positively than like yeah. you know, being quicksand and pulling people down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think that, um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I was going to say something, but I'm just like, no, I just kind of agree with that. <laughs> Case closed on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I was just like, I couldn't say it really better than that. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff have you, have you done like any good tactics to help manage anxiety? Like if someone else has anxiety, any tips? That's a really good question. And um, I will say um, I had a really bad anxiety attack like two days ago where I like couldn't breathe and um, it was really freaky. Um, just like, you know, it's a lot of stuff. I had a lot of things I had, like I had reasons to be anxious, you know what I mean? 
Um, but I felt like I couldn't breathe. I've had this for a while. Like before, like I said, when I was young, I'd take tests and I'd start before a big test or something where it was going to affect my report card. I'd start kind of like freaking out, uh, and forget to breathe and all that. Um, there's levels of anxiety and, um, some of them, if it's really bad, um, I do recommend like, you know, they go to a doctor and see if they need meds because, um, if it's affecting like your breathing and then stress might mess you up, um, stress kills you. First of all, like stress literally will actually kill people quicker. That's a fact. Stress is really bad. Um, it's not bad. It's good to have some stress and to feel, um, and roll with the punches though too. Yeah. It's good to roll with the punches too, but if you're having like an anxiety attack, I think it's good. The affirmations help me. Um, uh, being busy helps me, meaning like cleaning my room. Cause my anxiety will literally lead almost at a time to, um, like a paranoia thing, like, Oh no, I'm, uh, I might die or like a rational thought, like, you know, like which things it's the definition that it's like of anxiety is like panic and shit. So, um, yeah, I, I keep distracted. Um, I, uh, exercise. Um, you do like when you feel it coming on, like an anxiety attack, do you try and intercept it with like breathing techniques or anything? I do. But usually by then it's like, it's just fucking on and cracking. It's like, I'm here, Nick, you know, you're going to be my bitch like for the next 20 minutes. So that I just, I have to just physically do something usually, which is where I'll like start cleaning, um, or I'll uh, organize something and that helps less clutter in my life or something. And then, um, or, uh, I'll call somebody, um, all uh, the affirmations help like a YouTube, just, you know, anxiety music or affirmations help, uh, playing music, working out. Um, Hey, do you have any like, uh, recommendations for, um, if there's specific, specific people you listen to for like affirmation stuff or any like, kind of like self-help improvement things? Yeah, literally I would just say, um, like, for me too, uh, I think a lot of people with anxiety, they have like insomnia and stuff. So that's why I listen to it at night because my friend always used to say like, you know, like you're up all night cause you're thinking about stuff and it would trip me out. Cause I was like, like, how does he know, you know, whatever, like, I don't know. But anyways, I, it was, it's just very true. Like thoughts keep me up. So I, um, it just helps me at night. I literally get um, I fluctuate to whatever I'm feeling and I try to find the exact feeling I'm thinking. Um, you know, this past couple of years, uh, grief has led to anxiety. Um, or I'm sorry. Uh, God, I, I used a, uh, different name. Um, not grief. Uh, when somebody passes I'm trying to think of that word or maybe that it, anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. um, you know, like, uh, loss, I'll listen to a, a specific affirmation on law on, on like, you know, um, grieving or, um, and usually just like the ones with the most views, a lot of times are ones that, um, people resonated with and that's why they have a lot of views. So if you just type in anxiety affirmation or like positivity affirmation and, 
just like close your eyes that helps a lot um i also use like light therapy that bright ass light right there yeah. is, i i use that and um that if you're really sensitive can literally kind of like it can increase energy so at night it can make you kind of anxious so i don't use that at night but in the morning i use it but um yeah working out playing music uh not playing anxious music when i'm anxious is important uh that's how sensitive i am to like sound and whatever outside things sometimes so i try to do the opposite of what i'm thinking you know like yeah. if i'm anxious i'm gonna listen to a really chill ass thing i'm not gonna go listen to like primus or like dun, 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 or something like yeah, amped up like yeah. yeah or if i'm really genuinely sad I'm not going to listen to some depressing shit then because that's when it might lead to bad depression or something. So yeah, I don't double down on shit. I try to do a opposite. That is so, smart. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of can relate to that or whatever, you know, like they don't drink coffee if they're anxious or whatever. They're not, you know, does coffee, does that overstimulate you at all? Or like it can, or like, dude i think caffeine is really weird um sometimes like because it'll really work for me and i drink coffee and caffeine for sure and uh or like before a show but sometimes it'll just stimulate my nervous system like my body it'll get my body and then my mind is just fuck though it's not it's not like making me move faster in my brain so it literally just made me more anxious or it'll be really good and make me feel really good and like euphoric i'm like i swear i'm like uh reincarnation of some english fucking guy i drink hella tea i drink like <laughs> six to seven things of tea a day i drink a lot of tea um so i don't know are it's there good certain, for your voice are there certain kinds of tea that you like or just any yeah, tea? yeah like uh the company that makes uh throat what's it called throat coat medicinals yeah i like them and i like uh there's just the new there's a new brand god i wish i could uh figure out the name but there's two kind of mainstream brands that are at, like gas stations and they look really like classy and like there's a good there's a good type of tea that um you might know what i mean it's just got like a very nice picture on the front and it looks very like um just like good quality and it is it's like it's good stuff that uh, one right yeah yeah <laughs> so i know i can't i can't i can't remember it oh. i like coffee though don't get me wrong like i love like good coffee but um i i guess like when i lost people or when i got off of drugs i was hypersensitive to every drug so I just am careful with whatever I put in my body because it affects me a lot. Like coffee for me could be like cocaine to somebody, you know what I mean? Because I'm so hypersensitive. It was weird. Like when I lost my dad, I became like, I really had to grow up fast or I was going to be in trouble. I had to be like, all right, I have to grow up for myself. And whatever, if I smoked a stove or I drank coffee, I would feel it a lot. And I don't know how to explain that, but it just, um, so I'm just careful, um, with whatever tea and coffee that I'm paying attention to my body and what it, what it, what it's doing and, um, not getting too, um, gacked out on coffee.
Yeah. Are there any supplements that you take? Yeah. Magnesium. I like to calm down. Um, and then, uh, I just take like vitamin E and stuff that's good for your lungs. And, uh, I got all that from my dad. He was a big vitamin head. He liked vitamins. Oh, yeah. A lot. yeah. And, um, uh let's see otherwise i'm i noticed you were into uh vitamins too like what type of vitamins you like um i've gotten super into mushrooms um yeah reishi lion's mane cordyceps yeah Um, yeah uh actually i have one of the products i sell it's a singer's i was calling it a musician's kit and my buddy was you gotta narrow it down i was like okay it's a singer's kit Um, And there's an herbal throat spray and then another like a mushroom immune boosting spray and um, a mushroom blend that helps with like oxygen uptake and energy and like lung support and stuff like that. Wow. I'm definitely going to give that a shot. Yeah. Yeah. My lungs and like my throat, um, I've gone vocal coaches and stuff, but it's taken a beating, you know, and I always wondered how people like Kurt Cobain and all that and Lane Staley and all those like grunge people, blues artists, how they're just like screaming and would go on these long tours because uh, you can like straight up just lose your voice if you don't scream right. You know? Yeah. I know you don't tension your face and stuff like that. You want to be like still as you yell, but yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I've had, I've had like little, um, throat like challenges so I, I think that's why I drink so much tea I do drink a lot <laughs> <laughs> like it's a pretty staggering amount of tea like seven <laughs> cups seven cups it may not like seem like a lot but that adds up like yeah. if you put it in a gallon jug or or like had as many as you drink a year it would be a lot of tea like it really would It'd be like a small pond of tea <laughs> um what is uh what's your favorite quote um all right yes i remember you let's see (laughs) i this is kind of corny but i really like uh uh be yourself because everyone else is taken oscar wilde because i think like i don't um hate on society and like the pop culture but in a way it's like i do feel like it got just stripped down to auto tune and just like bitches be tripping. When, I don't know. It's all about like just just the same shit, drugs, sex, and the, and a, and a beat. And there's no like actual like stimulation of like real thought and shit. And then people wonder why people are getting dumb. It's like so I don't know. I like I like just like individuality and people striving to be themselves. Um. And I just don't like when people are like, okay, all these bands did this. So we have like 16 bands and I'm going to dress like this. And I'm going to like, I'm going to talk like this. And I'm going to like, look like that. And I'm going to like, I just, fuck, I hate That's that a shit. Formula. Yeah. I'm like, dude, art is supposed to be authentic. And you're fucking just, you're copying and pasting like a fake personality. Be yourself. And um, sometimes in art, uh, you there's going to be a, like a little bit of suffering. Like that's why they call it painting. I think that's a, a fucking uh, Andy Warhol quote. Like, you know, artists supposed to have pain. That's why they call it painting. I don't condone like being depressed or anything like that, but I will say there's something about 
if you go through a little bit of shit about a good song coming out of it, you know, because um, it's like a plant, you know, like if you throw fertilizer and all the shit inside of the soil, the plant is stronger for it. So it's like, I do believe if you're just fake and you're putting on this image and all this shit, you're robbing the world of uh, that tribal like feeling of music, which I'm trying to get more back to. And um, so, yeah, be yourself because everyone is taken, I guess. What's your favorite quote? What's your favorite? Mine is, um, one of mine is in the middle of chaos lies opportunity. That's dope too. That kind of, I can feel that too. It's like, a, it kind of parallels what I was thinking about in my head. I feel about like, um, yeah, like during hardship is uh, beauty and stuff. So exactly. It's yeah. like fertilizer analogy. <laughs> exactly. Which is kind of like a weird analogy, but I'm just saying it's scientific. If you had to like look at it from a factual thing, you're like, yeah, that's true. Like he's not lying. No, that is, for, it's, a, yeah. it is, it's legit, like a good analogy. And I, yeah, just that's something people yeah. kind of like. <laughs> um, I like that quote. That's a good quote. Yeah. You um, do you guys have anything cool coming out for 2021? Any projects? Yeah. So we got um, a couple of singles coming out. And um, so part of the reason, if you look at the, the track record of the, our music, there's like tripping and bipolar and the reason i do that is because um i like the authenticity of trying to open up dialogue through the music and actually have like some real changes and and uh, or even just discussions on things you know what i mean or like a uh a broadening horizon so um i'm just tapping into what we talked about in the interview about like add and adhd and uh i i think on another album i'm not gonna do that but um yeah so this we're working on an album called uh, adhd and we have a lot of it done and so there'll be a lot of new music and i listened to the roughs and i am pretty excited i i, I really think people will dig it i think there's some good shit on this album and it's like it's just like again like um i with the producer i was like he's like what type of sound are you looking for and i just picked a lot of like really kind of I think good bands and shit that were really like heavy hitters of the day. So I think that it'll be a good album and we'll have some, there's like some lighthearted shit on the album. There's some really heavy shit. Uh, it's like a journey, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a fucking adventure. And I think the album is going to be really sick and, uh, but yeah, let the people decide. That's awesome. You um, how you were saying, like opening the dialogue, like from the last, uh, at least the last album. So I was listening to this to the song Manic, right? Yeah. So it's it occurred to me listening to that, like all of a sudden it's just like all these thoughts like boop 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 like lined up. So yeah. a buddy of mine is uh, bipolar, and yeah. I had him talking to an herbalist, and the first thing that she because he was trying to you know manage it without pharmaceuticals. Yeah. She said the first thing we want to do is focus on your adrenals and stress management. And I was like, okay, like, cool. And then hearing that, you know, cause you're, you're, you sing, I'm stressed. And then the song is called manic. And I was like, oh, yeah, fuck, that's it. Yeah. So like the stress, like will exacerbate or start like a manic episode. Yeah. I don't know. It was just interesting that listening to that made that click in my head. 
Yeah, no, that that song, um, like bipolar was touching on a little more like a love feeling of like it not making sense and it feels good and, and then really bad and then and then touching on on it a little bit. And I, I, I had taken lithium before and had been thought of I but I mainly had like this weird depression thing going on. But with the mania, I had been getting mania when I had gone sober. Um because I had like been feeling a lot of like rushes and then it would just kind of like be like, I'd be like, this is kind of messed up. You know what I'm saying? So it would be really fun at first. And then like, I don't know what I think about all this. So it's like, I'm manic. I'm stressed. The FBI is under my bed. Like, um, was kind of, again, trying to have fun with it. I think all the people in the happies too liked movies. And it was kind of like, we were thinking of that thing in a, uh, Goodfellas when he's getting chased by uh, the cops and they're all after him and he's kind of paranoid and wired and shit. It kind of ironically paralleled with the manic feeling like mania to me felt euphoric. Mm-hmm. Like I was almost on a substance, but I um, wasn't. And then, so it was kind of weird. It was a weird yeah. thing and um, not a regret. Like we had talked about, but again, like, you know, just like when you're a kid, you can be a douchebag. And I feel like I was kind of like a fuck boy and just an idiot. And like, I'm kind of hard on myself, though. But you know what I'm saying? What I'm getting at is like the mania things would be really fun. But I bet I was really annoying around people because I was just and I still get it. Don't get me. I still get manic. Uh, I just try to pay attention to it. But yeah, it was it was stressful at the end of coming of of when I was manic to try to bring it down and I couldn't bring it down. I couldn't, I, I would try really hard. And how did you I, end up coming down from it? I just would eventually sleep and then so crash. Out. But it, that was a weird one. I just went through a phase of kind of like, um, being really like just wired. Yeah. And not even drinking caffeine. And I was like, it was trippy, you know, uh, but I'll say um, I have a lot of respect for people fighting uh, mental health. And I, I, in all reality, I do it for them and I do it for normal people that have symptoms of it, because I think if you're going to be an art, you know, or you're painting or doing stuff, you go through a little bit of pain with the people to um, kind of resonate with them. And I feel like uh, I had to get manic for the people. all right well on that note i'm gonna say uh thank you for spending time and hanging out and sharing your thoughts and sensitive insights and things of that nature thank you so much yeah thank you for having me amy i really appreciate it all right cool i'll talk to you thank you